podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today I'm back with my friend Michael Stahl for the second half of our season one soundtrack spectacular, where we're breaking down all of the songs from the first season of Hannah Montana. Last week, we did a breakdown of the first three songs, and today we'll be tackling the remaining five. So Pumping Up the Party, If We Were a Movie, I Got Nerve, The Other Side of Me, and This Is the Life. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Yeah. Well, next up is uh, this show's title song, Pumping Up the Party, (laughs) which, according to a contributor on Genius.com, hit number 81 on the Billboard Hot 100. Shit, yeah. There we go. (laughs) I obviously have an affinity for this song as my show takes its title and theme song from this song. Um, We also know from the context of the show that Robbie Ray wrote this song after Miley's goldfish died. So <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So uh <laughs> yeah, for like the opening of an episode, uh, Robbie Ray had written a song for Miley and she assumed that it meant that there was bad news he had to share with her because apparently most of the great Hannah Montana songs were written went to like uh keep Miley calm while he had bad news for her. That's and I bad... don't remember it. <laughs> That's like, that'll do some psychological damage. Just some bad conditioning, man. It is conditioning. Like, hey, I wrote this new song for you. And already crying. Just already crying. Yeah. Uh... Like you heard the first chord and you're like, who died? Who died? <laughs> well, I don't remember what the other ones were. I think Best of Both Worlds had to do with something. Um, but this one, I did remember because it is so close to my heart that this song was written for a dead goldfish and i suggested to i believe it was alana who was my guest that uh perhaps because like you know how sometimes people have funerals but they're like a celebration of life right that it was like the same sort of energy for this song and the fish i can't (laughs) because it's about having a really great party but it's written sort of in tribute to a dead fish i don't i can't (sighs) Disney, Disney man, <laughs> Disney Channel, <laughs> Disney Channel works in weird ways. I'm good. Keeping all of that in mind. Keeping let's that start in with mind. Keeping all of this because that's all I'm going to be able to think about for the next week. Um, the song starts with like a, a reversed guitar solo. Yes, which, which is everyone fun. will know very well if they listen to my show. <laughs> It is yeah. <laughs> speaking of conditioning. Now, whenever I hear the start of this song, I hear what I hear when I first start editing an episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have the intro that I import, and then I then I add the uh, the content. <laughs> right, right. That, so that guitar riff is very. It's like burned in my frontal lobe now. Oh, uh, no. It's that guitar riff, and then. Uh, of course, hey, get up, get loud, start pumping up the party now. Which is very self-explanatory. It's a call to action. It's a good song. The During the verses, there is just a funky background background yes. noise going on. The it's like, got a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Um, before we get into all of the words, I want I want to make it very clear that while listening through this song, I understood zero words. <laughs> just just none of them. I, I like wasn't looking, I was like writing down notes and I was just like, the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> there there are a couple of songs from season two that I just never knew what the words were. And then when I found out what they actually were, I was very confused. Like on the song, like rock star, there's a line that I believe is Tai Chi champion. And I thought it was no more champions for like 10 years. Interesting. I love that. Because Tai Chi champion. Why would that be in a Hannah Montana song? (laughs) Right. Right. Well, that's, Oh my God. You know what it was? It's Tai Chi practicing no more champions. That's the line. Okay. 
No, yeah. not no more champions. Oh my god, this it's proving my point. It's Tai Chi yeah. practicing snowboard champion. Why? <laughs> Why? This this and this leads to a, a really fun. That wrong like five times in a row. <laughs> you got you. Did you get there in the end though? Yes, that's the correct oh, line. Tai Chi practice and snowboard champion. I, I think can fix I know that on your car. I might even be a rock star. <laughs> oh my god! I think I know why this happened. I was listening through, and I was looking at like the lyric videos that were uploaded in two thousand nine. Oh, like, and the they, bad... they like, totally have wrong lyrics. Oh my god! Can I give you an example? <laughs> yes. So the line you know uh, that's it's... made by like a child, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. So who was like listening through this incomprehensible lyrics and was like, it's probably this. Uh, and now it has like a million views. Um, so the line is, it's the same old, same grind, but we don't feel we're wasting time. Not so bored that we can't find a better way. That's the, that's the right words. Yeah. Here is what was in the, uh, the lyric video. It's the same old, same kind, but we don't feel the race in time. Not so boys that we can't find will turn it away. <laughs> that is unintelligible. Yep. That's, those aren't sentences. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it was like, uh. but as I was listening through, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. I can see why would it, it sounds like that. It sounds exactly like that. <laughs> but that's what I'm, that's what I was working with. I was like, what is you talking about Miley? Yeah, because the line is, it's the same old, same grind, but we don't feel we're wasting time. Not so bored that we can't find a better way. Which you sure it's not so boys that we can find it t- will turn away? I mean, honestly, the line as it's written doesn't really make sense either. No, no, <laughs> so no, 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 no. I can't super blame the child that made that video <laughs> for getting no. them wrong. Oh, absolutely um, not. Yeah, I'm like, what is this referencing? It seems like they're kind of, like, honestly, that line seems to, like, appeal to working moms more than anything. It's like, you know, we got to grind so we can get home for wine o'clock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, there are kids. The background the background singers are kids in this yes, one. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. It, the lyrics to this are very confusing to me. Like, like the chorus, sure, it's about having a great party. The other lines are very strange. Yeah, because, let's, let's go through them. Yeah, so the next line is, My friends, my kind, no one's getting left behind. If they did, it'd be a crime. That's why we say. And then that feeds into the line about the music is going to start a revolution. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that that's a line where I actually wrote, I didn't know what the words to this were until I saw them written out. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's like apparently a crime for friends to be left behind. And that's why they're going to let the music start a revolution. I don't know. I think the songwriters were like, if we just write a lot of bold statements. Mm-hmm. And we have like a funky guitar in the background, people would be like, <laughs> fuck yeah, you know? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and I, for this song being about having a party, and, like, where what we see, like, during the concert sequence on the show with this song, she's, like, having a slumber party and, like, a pillow hmm. fight on stage. Like, this is clearly just, like, meant to be, we're having a great time. I had some friends over for a party. But the lines are, like, we are going to have a coup. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. When you're 13, some of those slumber parties, they feel like I don't know, fucking Les Mis with the pillow forts. And you're like, <laughs> like, Do you hear the peep? You know, like. <laughs> That's what it felt yeah. like. Yeah. And I do. I want to I wanna say one more time the line, let the music start a revolution. Uh, the music is inherently inclusive in this narrative. And I, after they say, let the music start a revolution, there's this person in the back that goes, revolution. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, the backup singers were not paid enough for all of this. <laughs> they did good work. They did uh, so good. And then there's the line, no time to play it safe, which is another line that I fully did not parse what it was until no. reading it. 
they're having a party, but it's not a safe party. They want to make that perfectly clear. You're, you're not going to be safe if you go to this party. No, this one has knives. <laughs> it's a knife party. Uh, yeah. And then I don't, did we have a chorus between this and the next line? I've got some lyrics in my document and some not. Yeah. Okay. So then, then we get the chorus again, which is just the same thing. Yeah. And then this second verse. Oh boy. Oh boy. The second verse. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) They can't, we can, parents might not understand having fun without a plan, but that's what we do. So now this is a song for kids. Because yes. parents are involved, or perhaps young adults who are estranged from your, their parents. Is this just We're the Kids of America? Whoa! Is this just that song? Mm, I mean, there's plenty of songs that are like, parents, you don't get it. That's I mean, there's true. the song Parents Just Don't Understand. That's true. But my interpretation of this line is that... Uh, it's a kid saying, we don't need structured activities to have fun, mom. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, And then they go, we're all here. Let's go. (laughs) Iconic. Like, oh, oh, we're we're edging towards kids, Bob. It it really, the the let's go really does have big, big kids, Bob energy for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and then they say gonna make this party grow together we can make it blow right through the roof and i was like okay so this party's gonna take over the world and they're having more fun than anyone has ever had yeah uh and then we get the chorus again they're they're gonna make this party grow and then make it blow through the roof I love the energy through this. I love the energy. I just wish I could understand what the hell they were saying. (laughs) I feel like if I could understand it, it'd be like, yeah, but now I'm just like, "Mm, this is a fun guitar. (laughs) I guess it's so groovy that like, you don't, you like almost don't need most of the Exactly. You only need the ones where like, it's just somebody in the back shouting it. Yeah. Like the let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I wish in the middle of it, they were just like, we're pumping up the, and you just heard a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like a grown up. This shit slaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> pumping up the party. Oh my God. Featuring little please, John. Yes. Can we please get little John? Hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping up the pile. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have to clip fix the hell out of that when I edit. This. Oh please, please, I would love to hear that. <laughs> okay, uh, the bridge. She starts by saying we don't have to paint by numbers, and so again, Miley and her friends here are rejecting all conformity where parties are concerned. They are fully right. winging it at this party. It's an improv right. party. <laughs> uh huh. And then she says, let our voice come out from under, hear it rise, feel the thunder. <laughs> so the force of this party could, in theory, cause an earthquake or thunderstorm or both. It's so powerful. I love it. Again, the energy is so good. It's so potent. And then she says, it's time to lose control. <laughs> Which okay, <laughs> reads as somebody, like, unleashing their powers. Like, it had, like... A little bit of like Elsa let it go vibes. Like I'm going to yeah. lose control and let this party consume everything. We, we've given President Hannah Montana the nuke codes and now we're reaping what we sow. <laughs> <laughs> you think President Montana would start a nuclear war? President Montana? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the first female president of the United States. <laughs> The Honorable Hannah Montana. Miss Montana. (laughs) Miss Montana. Oh, that's so funny. I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, I mean, and then they do the chorus like two more times as they want to do. It's a good dance song. This song is such a banger. I have so much fun listening to it. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. Were there any final thoughts on it? Did you have anything that we didn't touch on? 
the chord progression is unlike any of the others that yeah. uh, that that is in the season one. Most of them are the four chord. You got you know one, four, five, one, da 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 da, da whatever it is. Um, they're the typical <laughs> country, the typical country, typical pop. But this one, this one like goes into some fun places. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like in a fun mode. I don't know. I like it. It's different. Yeah. All right, so next up is If We Were a Movie, which peaked at number 47 on the Hot 100. It is the highest peaking Hannah Montana song from the first season. It's apparently not the highest peaking out of all of them, but it's the highest peaking from this batch of songs, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, this song was a lot of fun. It She sounds much older in this song, for sure. Um, she definitely... Yeah, it's very sassy. Yeah. And I, I, I noticed this one was a very lyric-focused song. So I'm mm-hmm. going to let you do the, the brunt of the work for this one. Because the music, yeah. there just wasn't a whole lot there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the intro to this song, though, is wild. It's like a very heavily produced intro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the intro doesn't really show up again until like deep into the chorus, Mm -hmm. uh, that motif anyway. And then right off the bat, (laughs) the first line is, "Uh Oh, there you go again. Talking cinematic, (laughs) which (laughs) I have always thought is kind of an odd line. I, I, I guess that like the subject of the song, the like boy, the, the song is about is, talking cinematic but hannah's the one with the whole ass song about them being a movie <laughs> it's true and i'm very curious as to what this boy could have possibly said to warrant her saying there you go again talking cinematic like can we brainstorm what that could have possibly do you, been do you think she's trying to say like oh you're being so dramatic or or because i know i know at some point Okay, and I, this is a spoiler, but she says, I should win an Oscar for this scene I'm in. I had to get this out of the way because I love that line. <laughs> it is a great line. And I mean, most of the lines in this do tie in with the theme of it being a movie. So that's got to be what it is. But yeah. just to say that this guy was talking cinematic. Mm-hmm. Was he... Because the narrative of this song is that he's like with another girl or interested in another girl. Was he talking cinematic about her? Was he being like, man, if this girl and I were a movie? And then Hannah was like, well, if we were a movie. <laughs> Maybe. Is that it? Maybe. This, this is, however, I, a song that, like, we know canonically Robbie Ray wrote this song. So it's, it, like, we right. we can look at it more from his perspective and that he, yeah. like, was just like, what what fits? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I saw part of it as if, like, if we were a movie, I'd be the fun, cool sidekick who's cool with everything. You're running off with someone else. It's fine. I'm the cool girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm the cool girl because it's a movie. Um, And I'd be happy to just be friends. But this isn't a movie and I'm not okay with it. That's kind of how I read part of it. Yeah, and, like, in a lot of these lines, she's, like, very confrontational and, like, kind of seems fed up with this guy because, like, the next line is, yeah, you, you're charming, got everybody starstruck. And, like, she says the yeah, you in such an accusatory tone. And... And you know, I'm she she really seems to be like done with this guy's shit and she's still like, but if we were a movie, <laughs> things mm-hmm. would be different and like it'd be great. And then also I I thought it was interesting uh that they say that you're charming got everybody starstruck. I was like is he merely charm charming and that's why people are starstruck or is this song definitely about uh television star Jake Ryan mm-hmm. who does have everybody starstruck? Uh, because right. of his public status. Although I think this song, it's unclear as to which came first, this song or the Jake Ryan situation. Right. Uh, but in any case, it it makes the whole storyline fit very well because everybody is very starstruck um, around him. And then she says, I know how you always seem to go for the obvious instead of me, but get a ticket and you'll see. <laughs> oh. uh, I... I wanted to note that she doesn't see herself as the obvious choice for this boy or this person. And I was like, who would be considered the obvious in this situation? Is it a more popular girl? 
Is it the girl that comes up in the next verse of the song? You know, right? Who's who's the obvious here if it's not her? Also, I love the line that get a ticket and you'll see. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Yeah, and it and it feeds right into the chorus. If we were a movie, you'd be the right guy and I'd be the best friend that you'd fall in love with in the end. We'd be laughing, watching the sunset, fade to black, show the names, play the happy song. And that and then several of the lines later gave me very, very much uh, Teardrops on My Guitar by Taylor (laughs) Swift vibes. Absolutely. Not to bring Taylor Swift into it, as I want to do. (laughs) I mean, she's here now, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But like this, this song very much is like the same type of song. Yeah. Totally agreed. Yeah, 100%. And it comes it comes into play in more lines, but it's still relevant there about, you know, the beleaguered girl that's in love with her best friend who's either oblivious or just doesn't care and fantasizing yeah. about her life as if it was as simple as a movie. Uh, and I do like the the chorus goes as far t- as to incorporate the credits sequence <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> I think that's a nice touch. Oh, I love it. It really brings in the full movie-going experience. Like, it's only short of, like, so get some popcorn and soda, and then you'll that's see. Right. <laughs> you know, like, that's the only <laughs> thing missing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the chorus. Uh, and the second verse, again, starts with this very, like, she's so over this guy, and yet she's singing this song. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you call me, I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> She's so sick of him. She's like, whatever. I see right through you. <laughs> right. You piece of shit. <laughs> 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 if I didn't love you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's like that sort of energy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then she says, oh, sure. Want to see me and tell me all about her. Uh, which that's like the real teardrops on my guitar shit right there. Yes. And I did think the word choice was interesting when they say, want to see me. Like, he wants to see her in order to talk about this girl. Not, like, talk to her or text her or whatever. He wants to see her in person (laughs) to talk Mm -hmm. about this. And again, she's like, sure, this might as well happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. She's so over the whole situation, and yet she's got this whole song, you know? Yeah. She's not willing to let go. It's 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 these conflicting emotions that when you're a 13-year-old you have <laughs> you have these emotions. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to reconcile knowing that you need to let go with like the actual act of doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, well what would my purpose be if I let this go? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have a song to sing. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a song to sing. I wouldn't have somebody to pine over, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, the pining game is strong in this song. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Uh and then the next line is the line that you mentioned. <laughs> it starts with her going la la, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> She's like la la <laughs> and then just <laughs> sings the actual line. They they like tried to think of something to put there and they were like, uh just yeah. say la la. Yeah, when <laughs> we that don't, happens we don't in performance, it means that you did forget the words. <laughs> <laughs> like, oops. And they were like, no, 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 wait. That was good. Wait. Let's keep that in. It's brilliant. Uh, and she says, I'll be acting through my tears. Guess you'll never know that I should win an Oscar for this scene I'm in. Which, like, wow. <laughs> I know. What it's a line. So that's if Listen, if I heard that when I was 13, I'd be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember listening to this when I was 13. Yeah. (laughs) I was the exact right age (laughs) for this music. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So she's, she's crying. She's gutted and she should win an Oscar. There's just like so much to unpack in that line. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I, she, she should win an Oscar for like just, what like listening to him talk about this yeah for this just like keeping it together (laughs) yeah the 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 punch that is packed is with the words with this scene that i'm in 
against yeah. my will, you know? She's like, this is such a charade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says it like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a charade. <laughs> it's a charade. <laughs> Can't you see? It's a charade. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, we get the chorus again. And then for the bridge. Wish I could tell you there's a twist, some kind of hero in disguise, and we're together. It's for real. Now playing. <laughs> now playing. I'm like, who's the hero in disguise? Taylor what does Swift. that have to do with anything? Is Taylor Swift the hero in disguise? Yeah. That's her. <laughs> and, well, maybe, and Maybe that's like, Orlando Bloom from before. Oh. It was Orlando Bloom. So, okay, she wishes that she could tell him that there's a twist, some kind of hero in disguise. The twist, sure. The twist could be that actually he likes her instead. The hero in disguise. Is she saying, I wish that there was somebody else to, like, take me away from you? (laughs) (laughs) Is she the hero in disguise? Yeah, because then she immediately says... Some kind of hero in disguise, and we're together, it's for real. Maybe she's just referring to just movies have heroes in disguise. I mean, I'm sure that's probably it. However. Uh, However. (laughs) However, I don't think it makes a ton of sense here. Uh, But I do love all of the heavy-handed movie references in this bridge. Yeah. And... I, I like the we're together. It's for real now playing. <laughs> <laughs> now that's playing. great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, wish I could tell you there's a kiss, like something more than in my mind. I see it could be, I see it could be amazing. And then there's like a repeated could be amazing. If uh-huh. we were a movie. I love that part in the song. I love it uh-huh. so much. It's, it's so dramatic. <laughs> and then it cuts to like this like stripped down part of the music where it's like <laughs> and it's just like a beat as she's singing the chorus again. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very fun production touch. Yeah, the orchestration in general in this song is really good. It's yeah. fun. They they have like these synth violins. They do like dun 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 whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um the the front percussion in that one moment with the chimes as she comes back in. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just it's the most synths synthesizers in the, oh. the entire album. You know, that reminds me there was a part earlier in this song that I didn't write down but I, that I did want to talk about which is right after the first chorus as she goes into the second verse. It it does this like beat and then it like skips and replays it again it's like don't 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 like and it does mm-hmm. that like before she goes into the second verse it's just so like it's like too interesting for its own good like yeah it's, exactly it's, it's too like it's so like they put so much work into this song when like they yeah. didn't need to you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's like a whole production i guess it's more cinematic that way it stands out yeah, and then the rest of the song is just the chorus over and over again. Um, yeah, and, and it, it fades out. Yeah, this song has a fade. Which is weird, because these kind of lyric, narrative-style songs, normally, like, they end. They don't just yeah. kind of like, and we're going to repeat this and repeat this and repeat that. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, when, when I listened to this earlier today, I noticed that, too. I was like, it's very interesting that this song has such a long fade. Yeah. Well, whack. yeah. Did was song. there anything else that you wanted to talk about about that song? Nope, it's a fun song. Lots of words. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of words. That is very true. Um, and just because we've talked about them all now, um, Jessica, who I mentioned earlier, who had some comments, she said that "Who Said Pumping Up the Party" and "If We Were a Movie" are her favorite songs of season one. And she said that if we were a movie is another song that is much better than she remembered, uh, especially with the lyrics, which I agree. I think the lyrics are certainly better in that song than in Pumping Up the Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can understand the lyrics <laughs> in this song. Yes. They tell a fun story. I like it. They do. So next is I Got Nerve, which reached number 67 on the Billboard Hot 100. <laughs> 
And this is a song that I have historically really loved, but this is one where I was reading the lyrics and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, excuse me? (laughs) I I did not hear the lyrics while listening through it. What, What are they like? Well, we can jump right in. I'd love to. But so I, this song, the, the song itself is very, again, it's, it's super nostalgic for me. It's a a song that I listened to a bunch when it came out. I, I wrote in my notes, the percussion on this song, a cultural reset. (laughs) 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 Cause it starts with, with a very unique beat, you know, the like, Donna, Donna, Don, Don, Donna. Uh, and then she says, we haven't met, and that's okay, because you will be asking for me one day. She's addressing the whole ass world here. <laughs> and then she says, don't want to wait in line. The moment is mine. Believe me. She says, it, it's, it sort of is like she doesn't want to wait for things to be handed to her. She wants to seize every opportunity, and she's confident in her ability to do so, basically. Right. And then she says, don't close your eyes because it's a chance worth taking. And I think that I can shake you. And that to me is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're going for more the sentiment of the word. There than yeah. Like yeah. And I was like, are they taking a chance on the moment being hers? How is she shaking this person? But in any case, and then she says, I know where I stand. I know who I am. I would never run away when life gets bad. Which is big of her. I would love to run away when life gets bad, but unfortunately, mm. that's not how life works. Where would yeah. I run away to? Uh, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> oh man, I wish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she says it's everything I see, every part of me gonna get what I deserve. I got nerve, and to that, I just simply wrote nervous love, nervous life. She has what the cowardly lion wants. Uh, <laughs> that's true. She's got nerve. <laughs> She's got the nerve. <laughs> She's got the nerve. <laughs> if I, if I, king, if I only had the nerve. That's right. He sings that entire song. Yes. I was in that, I was in that show. Oh my God, that's right. I can't. Uh, huh? Yep. Let's continue. I can't give my opinions here because this is going out to the public. Um, so this whole song is kind of, it leans towards grunge much more than the other songs. I think it's not grunge. I think it's just. Oh, really? I think it's. <laughs> you think it's not grunge? I just, I don't know my rock and roll terms. I think it's just rock and roll, but it is like the most rock and roll out of any of these. Um, (laughs) It's got aggressive drums. It does the thing where it goes like a drum happens, then a phrase, and then the drums happen. Da-da-da-da-da. Hey, da-da-da-da-da. Hey, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. The gnarly guitar with a lot of distortion. The vocals resemble yelling. You can hear each breath, and I say the words, and I say the words, you know, it does a lot of that. It's repetitive in the rhythms and the melodies, and I I think it's largely based on, like, late 90s rock, where everyone got really angry. Mm -hmm. Everyone got really angry. So that's kind of characteristics of this song that set it apart from any of the other ones. If I were a movie, had a little bit of that stank to it, but not not (laughs) nearly as much as this. A little bit of that stank. You know? (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh the next line is electrified i'm on a wire getting together and we're on fire which out of context reads like you're dropping a toaster into a bathtub or mm-hmm. a live telephone wire onto a car uh <laughs> i'll just read it one more time electrified i'm on a wire getting together and we're on fire <laughs> i love it i love the sentiment i <laughs> I, those individual words make no sense together, but listen, I hear that and I go, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then she says, what I said, you heard, now I've got you spinning. Uh, the words she speaks have the power to make you dizzy. She's got incredible thoughts that she has to share. Yeah. She says, don't close your mind. The words I use are open and I think that I can show you. And then she goes into the chorus. Um, I don't have much to say about this line, but I do think it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then after 
the first bit of the chorus, she says, she sings the chorus again, but like with different words. She says, right. I know what you like. I know what you think. Not afraid to stare you down until you blink, which is very intense. She's in, she's inside your head. She's inside the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll, we'll, we eventually hit the bridge. And this is a line that, well, both of these lines of the bridge, I had some confusion on. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> She's she says you need to discover who can make you feel free, and I need to uncover the part of you that's reaching out for me. Is Hannah Montana the only path to spiritual freedom? Oh my Discuss. god! <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, or no? <laughs> obviously, yes. <laughs> Is Hannah Montana, the only path to spiritual freedom. I, I have I'm asking to... me big questions here. These are the big questions, and, and... <laughs> Mont- M- Montanism. Montanism—that's the name Montanism. of the. <laughs> that sounds like it could be an actual re- religion. Are you saying it's not? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tweet me at pumping of the pod. Is Montanism in an actual religion? I can't even say it. I'm laughing. <laughs> Is Montanism an actual religion? Yes or no? Has your poll. podcast started a religion? I don't think so. Boom. Well, no, it's it's not the Church of Pumping Up the Podcast. It's the it's it's Montanism. It's Montanism. <laughs> it's about her because she says you need to discover who can make you feel free. And she's implying that she's the one who can make him feel free or whoever it is, make them feel free. Right. Maybe that's just part of her campaign for presidency. (laughs) And then she says, I need to uncover the part of you that's reaching out for me. It's like, she knows that the part of you is in there because she's got nerve. She just knows that there is a part of you that's reaching out for her. That's right. Uh, yeah, and then she repeats the chorus a lot. That's the yeah, whole but song. The end, so, so the end of the bridge has like the sudden change in texture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then it's like all of a sudden very quiet, and she sings the "I know who I am, I know where I stand." That's right. I would never run away when life gets bad, and then it kicks back in for the rest yeah. of the chorus. I I really liked that moment. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's fine. I I really don't have much to say on this piece in general, but I I did notice by the time I got to this piece, all of her songs are almost exactly three minutes long. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Why 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 three like three between like three minutes and eleven seconds and like just under three minutes? Like why? Maybe it's because she was only getting radio play on Radio Disney, and like they have to. I don't know, keep the song short over there. Uh-huh. I, I think also because so many of these songs are featured in the episodes, you know, they mostly don't feature the full song when they do that. They feature like a verse and a chorus and maybe the bridge in the end. All right. So they cut some of it out. And by having it be relatively short to begin with, you can just cut some of the repetition. Like they usually cut like the second verse. Uh-huh. And then put the rest on and so that way it's still short enough and you while still getting most of the meat of the song to be in the episode when the episode is only like 20 minutes long i like it that's probably it it. (laughs) cool any last thoughts on i got nerve fun song good change of pace yeah i mean there's not too much to say about it but it is very fun and it's it's probably my favorite song from the first season to be honest oh yay uh yeah I just, I just think it's so much fun. It is. Okay. The other side of me. <laughs> the other side. The other side. The other side of me. I don't remember all of the uh, melodies just immediately for a lot of these. This one immediately came right back. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this one, the intro to this the like instrumental intro to this gets stuck in my head so much. The like da da na 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 da da na na na, you know, like it's in my head all the time. Especially because that instrumental part gets used a lot on the show, right? I think the other side of me might be the song that like we hear the most outside of the theme song on the show, right? Right. And also, <laughs> I mean, continuing the tradition of these Hannah Montana songs having just really fun intros. 
uh, this is one of them because it opens with just like acapella going like the other side, the other side, the other side of me. And then it cuts in with that instrumental intro and then it gets to the verse, Mm -hmm. which starts with by day, I play the part in every way of simple, sweet, calm and collected. And I think that's a well-written line. Although it does imply that her other side is complicated, mean, anxious, and disorganized. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. (laughs) She's saying that this is one side of her. Right, right. (laughs) It's simple, sweet, calm, and collected. So therefore, the other side must be (laughs) complicated, mean, anxious, and disorganized. (laughs) So all of us, the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) that's the the first relatable thing she said i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, then she says pretend to my friends i'm a chameleon can make a girl feel disconnected so basically that she's good at having a double life but it has its struggles Mm -hmm. and then she says feel like a star a superhero sometimes it's hard to separate and then she goes got too much on my plate (laughs) 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 <laughs> which i i love <laughs> i love yeah. all the like weird little spoken moments in these songs they're so good and they they come out of nowhere too because she she's a she's a good singer so when she starts speaking it's like huh what you kind of yeah. remember that she is 13 yeah <laughs> like not a, not the character like miley cyrus is 13 you're like oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh and then this line is also a callback to who said because it mentions a superhero she like has a thing for feeling like a superhero but, like, all she does is sing pop music. We, like, don't even see her do stuff for charity. Right. Yeah, what but, the fuck? you know. <laughs> but regardless, she's saying it can be overwhelming to yeah. be a star and a superhero. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, the thing is, okay, so lots of these songs are about living a double life. But some of these paint living a double life as being, like, the absolute most fun you can have. And some of them paint having a double life as being so overwhelming and like suffocating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they wrote it to quite decide. They wrote it that way because, so that like in different parts of the show, they can use whatever one they want. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. The other side, the other side, or, you know, like, Hey, this is really, this is really hard. Um, another one, just like you. <laughs> We're like, we're not so different. Hey, stop treating me so badly, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the chorus is, if you could see the other side of me, I'm just like everybody else. Can't you tell? She says this, but she also says that she feels like a star and a superhero. Right. And she's also pleading with people to see that she's normal when she's acknowledged that she works extremely hard for them to not see that. It's called covering a wide audience for your political campaign. <laughs> That's the running theme of this. <laughs> yes. I am a superhero who's just like you. I am living the best life I could possibly live. And I go through all the problems that you go through too as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right. <laughs> that is fair. That is kind of politician-esque. I guess I yeah. guess that's sort of the nature of celebrity these days is like wanting to be somebody that people aspire to be while still presenting yourself as relatable, you yeah. know? Yeah, she'd be a pretty good influencer in the 2020s. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. She says, I hold the key to both realities and I only acknowledge this line because when she says both realities, it like goes into auto-tune <laughs> for yes. just that piece. Yeah. And I love it so much. I've always loved that part of this song. Uh-huh. It's like it's super digital for like no reason. And it's and they do yeah. it every time she says it. And I think oh, it's so reality. You know. <laughs> yeah, I I like I like can't even do an impression of it because it's from a computer. Right. Right. <laughs> It'd be like trying to sing a chord just as yourself. <laughs> Have you heard my autotune impression? I can kind of do one. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that, does, that does sound like autotune. 
oh, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> the trick is you have to hit your throat, so I don't recommend anyone do it. <laughs> don't do it. I can't be a voice teacher and recommend that you like hit your larynx. <laughs> I can't do both of those. Um, and then the last line of the chorus is the girl that I want you to know if only I could show the other side of me. And this again implies that she doesn't want a double life, but we know that she does for the time being. Right. She's like, if only I could show you the other side of me, but like, you don't want to do that, Miley. We've established <laughs> this. You have a double life for a reason. You could have just been a singer as yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would have been accepted into the music industry. You have a famous father. You know, that's right. all it takes. <laughs> that's true. I mean, sure, if you want to be good in the music industry it takes more than that but just to get your foot in the door yeah it would have been fine yeah so the second verse i did not remember these lines at all until i saw them written down no no she says inside i try to make the pieces fit right a jigsaw puzzle everywhere she has her two sides but she has to find a way for them to coexist and that's the puzzle i suppose yeah and then she says because uh, I flip the script so many times, I forget who's on stage, who's in the mirror. And to that, I say, well, is your wig on? Because that's how you know. <laughs> if your wig is on, you're on stage. If yeah. your wig is off, you're not. <laughs> Just like a quick check. Pull your hair and be like, nope, nope, we're good. Yeah, because again, her personality really doesn't change she really isn't playing two different people she's just playing one person with a different identity Mm -hmm. and then she finishes that verse by saying back in the spotlight the crowd is calling the paparazzi and the fame and then again she speaks it can drive a girl insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) but thankfully she has a double life to escape to one that she's currently lamenting but it's the reason why she can get away from the paparazzi and the fame right the, the season one songs just all seem to nail home the idea of I have a double life. It's complicated. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's like half the songs is like I have I have Hannah and I have Miley. And mm-hmm. they're different. And I'm gonna sing about it. And that's it. <laughs> Which is fine if you're establishing it. That's great. It's it's very it's good for season one to do that. Yes. Yes. And then she sings the chorus and then the bridge is down inside. I'm not that different. Like everyone, I have a dream. Don't want to hide. Just want to fit in. Sometimes it's harder than it seems, Mm -hmm. which is kind of true because she doesn't really fit in when she isn't Hannah. But I, I mean, I feel like this, this section is probably the most like genuine mm-hmm. out of most of these lines about her double life (laughs) and like being just like you. I think this is the one that's the most genuine to say, I'm not that different and I just have a dream. I don't necessarily want to hide, but I do want to fit in, you know, like she has to walk that line. Right. Right. And then, you know, as per usual with all these songs, we get the chorus at least twice more. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's the song, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The song has the same <laughs> uh, beats per minute as Wrecking Ball. I'm just going to leave you with that information. That's very interesting. That's a very mm. fun fact. Mm. Yeah. That's a good Anything song. else on that song? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 fun. And it's extremely yeah. catchy. It's kind of like early techno pop country the mix of everything, I guess. That's kind of... There are a lot of key changes. There are a lot yeah. of key changes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of all the musical stuff I can say about it. <laughs> and then the last song is This Is The Life. Yes. Which, ironically, is the very first song that we see on Hannah Montana is This Is huh. The Life. Yeah. Okay. This one also has a very another intro, like another instrumental intro. Nice guitar. Start us out. Yeah. 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 And then she starts with take the world, shake and stir, and that's what I've got going on. So 
I was like, she feels like her life has been tossed into a blender. It's like been shaken all up. She like left her like comfort zone, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she says, I throw my cares up in the air and I don't think they're coming down. Yeah. I love how it feels right now. Uh, This song is incredibly optimistic by the Mm -hmm. way. Oh yeah. She's completely carefree, despite what you may have heard in her other songs. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like totally happy. She was like euphoric basically in this song. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, this is the life. Hold on tight. And this is the dream. It's all I need. You never know where you'll find it. And I'm going to take my time. I'm still getting it right. This is the life. And this is a very classic chorus. Like yeah. I've, I've like remembered this chorus word for word for 15 years. <laughs> you know, it, it has paying power. <laughs> yeah. And she's basically saying that she's good to put all of her energy into her dream and, you know, kind of face what comes next with optimism and excitement right. instead of being scared. Yeah. Which is a wonderful message. It is. It's a good message. The next verse starts with taking in a whole new scene and swimming with a new crowd, which could represent breaking into the music industry and getting to hang out with celebrities and socialites instead of normal children your own age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, breaking down the old four walls and I'm building them up from the ground And again, she says, yeah, I love how it feels right now. She has started a new chapter of her life and it's very exciting, basically, which is kind of Mm -hmm. the whole sentiment of the whole song is like, I'm starting something new and it's great and very exciting. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. We get the chorus one more time. And then the only other new line in the rest of the song is I'm going to follow my own lead, kick back and feel the breeze, nothing but the blue sky as far as I can see. She's like feeling extremely relaxed in her new career, basically. She has like no anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I mean, yeah. And then it's just the chorus again. This song is very straightforward. Um, And like I said, it's probably the most optimistic out of all of her songs. It is. It is. It shows kind of her origins in country music too. It's very, very country. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the drums. The drums are still pop. <laughs> Can't that's not the formula. be pop. <laughs> that's the formula. Yeah. I wrote down, your life is not relatable, Miley. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I noticed a couple things kind of zooming out, looking at mm-hmm. the track list as a whole. Um, the the melodies, not, you know, maybe the beginning of the verse, maybe the chorus, have something in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that they use the fifth. They use an open interval to establish the key. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they did in, um, in fucking uh, like Baroque era. Baroque and Renaissance era. It's good part writing. Um, So the writers really knew what they were doing. Robbie, Robbie, um, (laughs) you get get the limo out front. That's a fifth. You get the best of other. That's a fifth again. Um, I'm more than, I'm more than just, you know, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I'm more than just, that's, that starts with the fifth. Or the who said, who said, who said, that's the fifth. Um, sorry, you get to listen to me music out for a minute. Um, <laughs> no, that's why I had you on. <laughs> I got everything, you know. Um, you got, uh, uh-oh. That's another good one. Is that, uh-oh. <laughs> like, you know what key we're in. You immediately know. That I, mm-hmm. I know where I stand. I know who I am. Like, are you kind of hearing how these all sound the same? This is the life. Like, they, and, yeah. but they, they're different enough. It's not like, okay, they just wrote the same thing every time. <laughs> um, well, and I'm sure that the people that wrote these songs, I think it's like, 
five or six people, but like only mm-hmm. two of them were on like each track. It's like a professional songwriting team, I'm sure. Yeah. They oh, like yeah. hired like legit songwriters, I think. And I I think it shows because these tracks were successful um yeah. commercially and they resonated with the audience to the point where they still get yeah. stuck in my head every day now, you know. And- you can tell that they followed formulas for a lot of mm-hmm. them, but they, the formulas are there for a reason. They're they're <laughs> successful and like they're good. Yeah, and, you know, if you're not supposed to follow formulas, then what happened with Baroque music, Renaissance music? Those have formulas. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say that this is as good as Baroque music. Ah, yes. that's that's a spicy take. I know. I'm hey, gonna, if it follows I'm a formula, it's there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like Mozart. It's like Bach. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah Montana for president. I'm just as She's good as just Bach. as good as Baroque music. <laughs> it's like Baroque music. No, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah. No, it is. It is good though. You know, I'm. Mm-hmm. I know enough about music to to like not be pretentious about this sort of pop stuff. It's it's fun stuff. It's and it's especially fun to listen to. Like pumping up the party can get stuck in your head so easily. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know I feel that way. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean like we we did it. We made our way through yeah. all eight songs. Thank you so much for inviting me a musician on to like talk about this Hannah Montana stuff cuz it's at the end of the day, it's a show about a musician. You know? Yeah, it is. I, well, I, I definitely, as soon as I had the idea for this, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was, I was like, we need to talk about the songs. Like, cause like you can't really have the show without the songs. Right. The show isn't as good without the songs. And I was like, oh, well. I know a guy (laughs) (laughs) who can break this all down. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I mean, so thank you for being game to do it. I know that you are often very busy. (laughs) So I caught you in the window where we could do something like this. I mean, I'm about as busy as a musician is during a pandemic. So (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't suppose there's anywhere that you'd want people to find you online. <laughs> no, I would rather they didn't. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I do not exist online, really. Yeah. <laughs> I really just don't. Yeah. You're, you're there for people that actually know you, but otherwise, no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, my OnlyFans is at no. <laughs> Um, thank you just eternally for uh, having me on the show. This was a very fun, very special episode. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm so glad you were down to do it, and uh, I'm glad we were able to make it happen. So excellent, <laughs> excellent. And then you know, thanks to all of you for listening to Pumping Up the Podcast and for this special uh, two parter. <laughs> of of the show and uh next week we resume our regularly scheduled programming and we'll be starting season two uh i believe the first episode is called me and rico down by the schoolyard (laughs) so (laughs) god um should be great i'm very excited to tackle season two i'm especially very excited to tackle the music of season two um when we get to these new songs i the season two music is my favorite music in the show for sure. Um, cool. And I mean, so the Hannah Montana second season soundtrack was Hannah Montana two slash meet Miley Cyrus. It was a double album. And the other album was like Miley Cyrus's like music, like as herself. And mm-hmm. that music is also incredible. And I'm like, should we talk about that too? Like, we're not like a Miley Cyrus podcast and the songs weren't featured on Hannah Montana, but I kind of still want to talk about them. So if that's something that you guys, the listeners, would be interested in, let me know. And maybe we'll do another special episode talking about the Meet Miley Cyrus songs. Um, But in the meantime, go ahead and uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Lovely Lisey on Instagram at Actor Elise. Uh, Yeah, tune in next week for season two. 
Thanks so, so much for listening. So what what season what season is Wrecking Ball? <laughs> what season when when can we find Wrecking Ball in the TV show? Um I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> and it's none of them. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> Thanks guys. Until next time. <laughs> Keep on pumping up the party. <laughs> Bye everyone.